The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I'm very glad to see everyone this evening and continue our exploration this week. We've spent the last couple of nights practicing with loving kindness and compassion for these obstacles that can get in the way of our practice and our daily life called greed and aversion. And by allowing awareness to recognize when there's a leaning in towards wanting more of certain experiences or not wanting experiences that are already here, we can help ourselves progress in practice, and feel even more kindness and compassion when we get these obstructions um, handled by awareness and by other practices. So we've been present um, with simply recognizing when wanting and not wanting are here. Even as we're doing loving kindness or compassion practice, if we can become aware of that subtle leaning towards or away from something, we can start to see how they delude us into thinking that happiness and freedom depend on external conditions, like having things just the right way, not having things the wrong way. We can begin to realize that true sustainable happiness and freedom can't be based on ups and downs and changes in human life. It has to find a firmer foundation. Now, sometimes this tendency to want things a certain way very strongly or to not want the way things are have dominated our attention and energy so much that once we start to be aware of them or we start to let go of it through these meditation practices and the happy hour practices, sometimes the mind and body then slip into what is called the third of the five hindrances, sloth and torpor. And what this feels like is lethargy in the mind and or the body. It's not the same thing as being sleep-deprived or tired from working hard all day. If you're sleep-deprived, it's best to get more sleep. Uh, But by contrast, when you know you've had enough sleep, sloth and torpor can appear as maybe a weak or heavy or a sluggish feeling in the body, maybe even hard to sit in an upright posture. Or the mind might be dull. And sometimes we can feel resistance playing a role uh, when we start to recognize this dullness of mind or this cloudiness. And at times, we've been unconsciously avoiding something we don't want to experience. Or there can arise moods like boredom, discouragement, indifference, frustration, or giving up. And when those happen, the mind and body can experience this sinking energy. The mind loses interest, shuts down. Um, This can also, this this, um, sloth and torpor can also happen if we're becoming complacent. We're a little too comfortable, a little too accepting of just any old thing, And maybe we get a little drifty mentally instead of remaining curious. Or it can happen uh, that we get, we have sloth and torpor as a result after we finally slow down after chronic tension and excitement, if that's been our habit. So the key to resolving any hindrance is to begin by becoming aware when it's present. And then noticing what's happening physically and mentally. So if we recognize lethargy or this sluggishness that's not lack of sleep, start to be curious about what might be happening. Are there any of these moods that sink our energy or is there something being resistant 
resisted? Are we too complacent? Um, meeting sloth and torpor, as with all of these hindrances, with kindness and compassion is important. And having care towards having fallen into low energy moods or emotions, we want to treat that kindly. But, but, and this is a big but, this is also a time when kindness does not mean going along with it or giving into it. It's really important at this point to turn compassion towards action. It doesn't have to be big, but perhaps by lifting the level of energy in the heart-mind, and that can happen just by invoking a little curiosity or exploring a little or turning our attention towards energizing the body and mind by sitting up straighter, emphasizing the in-breath a little more, or even opening the eyes while meditating. These can bring in the energy that's needed. So whether we're practicing any of the Brahma Viharas, as we do on these evenings, loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, or equanimity, it's really useful to notice what's happening with our energy level. We can notice, as we notice, you know, how our energy level is going. Is it steady? Is it rising? Is it sinking? Um, we can then start to use that as a cue to notice details of what it what it is that we were focused on or what we are focused on when we feel the energy rising or steadying or relaxing or sinking. So I'm sure there may be many times for you here when no hindrances are present, and that's great. Brahma Vihara practices like the ones we do during happy hour can be quite focusing and calming. And if we're filling the mind, with loving kindness, with compassion, sympathetic joy, or equanimity, any of these Brahma Viharas actually can supplant the hindrances. Like hindrances are gone because we're so focused on these practices. And that's one of the benefits. Temporarily, we're, we're focused on the practice and not on any hindrance. So, I want to just say, when the heart and mind are benefiting from these practices in such a way that you're really feeling this cultivation of the heart-mind that's happy and free, notice it, savor it. That's important. Um, With that, the invitation this evening is, again, being aware. But in this case, being aware of whatever bodily and mental energy are present and Periodically tracking that, you know, moment to moment, noticing as you engage in different segments of the practice, what's happening with your energy. So with that, we'll turn to meditation together. And as always, if the guided meditation I offer is useful for you, great. But you're also free to let the sound of my voice fade into the background if there's something else that's better for you than what I'm offering. So as we start, I'm becoming aware of how the body is right now. Allowing it to be just as it is and just noticing. How is it? What kind of energy or energies are present in the body?
Are there any emotions that are present in the form of bodily sensation? And noticing the energy that's associated with any obvious or predominant emotions. That can include emotions of calm, contentment, as well as possibly other strong emotions. Unpleasant or pleasant, either way. What energy is associated with them? And what mental states might be present? These can be overall states like collected or distracted, energetic, very slow. Any mental state that you notice And if there's thinking present, just being aware of it and being aware of whatever energy level comes with the overall state of mind or with any thoughts that arise, allowing and just noticing whatever is obvious. And taking your experience as a whole, what level of energy is present or absent for you right now? What's the quality of energy? And when you're ready, allowing to bubble up in your mind someone to whom you'd like to send sympathetic joy this evening. It might be yourself, or it might be one of the people to whom you've sent wishes of kindness or compassion during the earlier sessions in the week. It's just whoever comes to mind that feels like someone you'd like to send good wishes to. And consciously bring up the positive things that are happening for that person or for yourself. Even if the person is dealing with challenges, What things are happening that are supportive for them or helping them get through the challenges, including you?
allowing yourself or the other person to come fully into your thoughts, into your mind's eye. Seeing all their good qualities. And seeing how this person, like every other human, wants happiness, wants peace. And as you bring these qualities and these wishes to mind this person's needs right now, their challenges, their supports, notice any shifts in your energy. Just lightly touch into that. And bringing up each supportive or helpful thing that is happening for them or for yourself and allowing your happiness for that to come up. Your wish that any support, any good experience is going to continue and even increase. You may simply be meditating in silence with what's feeling good and sending that good feeling towards them. Or you can make use of phrases, either the ones that I offer here or the ones that come to your mind as you think through each good thing that's happening for the person. As you have moments of well-being, may that well-being continue and increase. As you experience safety and protection, may that sense of safety and protection continue and increase. May contentment, may happiness continue for you and grow. May you be at ease, and may the ease continue and grow. May a sense of growing freedom increase and never leave you.
Continue. Continuing in silence, whispering phrases that are appropriate in your mind, or simply sending the feeling of sympathetic joy to this person. And from time to time, checking in with how your energy is.
It can be so useful to recognize what happens with your energy, your state of mind and your state of heart, uh, when you're aware of these practices that support wholesome states. So the reflection question for this evening's breakout groups is, what did you notice about your energy level and how it was affected by the practices that you were doing this evening? Maybe including some details uh, as you practiced, if you notice a particular thing that raised, raised the level of energy, steadied it, uh, felt it uh, lower. And um, as always with our breakout groups, the emphasis is on sharing one brief thing at a time, um, each person taking a turn, then letting the next person have their turn, and going around the circle multiple times to share multiple rounds, and that's often a way to inspire one another and uh, get more, you know, more things will come up for you as they come up for each other. Um, and in addition, the other uh, request as you share is to focus on your own experience. When it's someone else's turn, listen very carefully to what they say, but focus on what's arising in you. Notice what's happening with your energy as well from time to time. And then refrain from commentary or uh, advice or anything like that. And enjoy the 10 minutes together. So with that, um, if you find yourself in a room by yourself, don't worry. I will move you to a room with other people. Welcome back, everyone. We now have about 10 minutes or nine minutes for anything that you learned, um, any reflections, inspirations, questions. Yes, Claire, please. Hi, Liz. Um, I just wanted to repeat a story that I told in, in my small group because it so reinforces what you were talking about tonight. I think some people in the group know that I ride a bike a lot. I'm a cyclist. And when I first started cycling, um, I, you know, I was working hard to get my speed up and so forth. And one day, I don't know what, I don't remember anymore what happened, but I got very angry all, very quickly. And all of a sudden, I realized the bike had slowed down by about 10 miles per hour. I'm not kidding. I had no, no intention of slowing down. But all the emotion took over, and it changed the whole dynamic of what was going on. You were talking about energy levels. And uh, my energy just went right into the anger and away from the bike. And, and there I was. Wow. So, That's a great illustration. Totally yeah. It's a yeah. Thing. yeah. So. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Claire. You're welcome. Uh, Sean or Bruce or both? Hi. Um, when you were talking about sloth and torpor, you really broadened the meanings of sloth and torpor. And what caught my ear was um, the energy energy level. So I've always thought of thought of it as being primarily sleepiness um but you were talking about l lower energy levels and so i was thinking my question is um sometimes when i'm my emotions are in a mood that are lower energy like maybe i'm feeling kind of down or those types of emotions sad sadness sort of verging on depression is would that bees sloth and torpor um well having those feelings is not sloth and torpor in and of itself i mean we as human beings have a whole range of feelings that uh are often quite understandable based on the experiences we're having um but what can happen is out of those feelings if you feel i mean some sleepiness that comes from those feelings could be considered sloth and torpor and it's not a judgment it's just noticing what it does to your energy it could be sleepiness that's not based on 
lack of sleep. It could be sleepiness that's based on a strong emotion. It could be a sinking energy that's based on one of those very strong emotions. So I'm just becoming aware of that. Um, is that helpful? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna really start to notice this when I when I f- feel that it is it's a sink sinking energy. And um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to pay some atten- more attention to that. Okay. Thanks very Thank much you. for asking the question. It's a very good one. Um, Della, please. It's um, interesting you're talking about sloth and torpor because whenever that comes out in any context or dharma talk, I, I shut it off. And the, the reason is, is I have multiple sclerosis. I'm tired all the time. I'm fatigued. There's a difference. Had it for 30 years and it's just, it's the state I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I really do during the day go, am I being lazy or am I really fatigued? Cause I'm going to be fatigued no matter what. Mm-hmm. So. Quite frankly, I do have aversions about raising energy because that doesn't really happen with me. Yeah. And I just, I I pay attention to my ability to my balance and speaking to see if it's something other than that. But as somebody who used to be very energetic and athletic, that's just a, you know, it's a current thing right now. I have friends that are not Buddhist, but they're into this raise your energy, higher level of operation. It's just like, I don't feel bad about it because I'm kind of like, all right, I'm the calming factor here. But I guess my question is, is that how do you really know I mean, you, you just answered that question about depression and about being tired, but how do you know or not know? I can't even ask the question. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like really, I, you know, what I'm hearing, Della, is that you're getting to practice and having to practice a lot of discernment in a very important area because there are physical conditions like what you're experiencing that lower the energy level or create constant fatigue, like I'm thinking also of lupus or, you know, a whole range of things that people can experience where they're constantly fatigued and they are not experiencing sloth and torpor. It's just that when there is resistance in the mind or body or when when there's this sinking, um, it can manifest as a heaviness or a sluggishness in the body or in the mind. But that doesn't mean that everybody who's fatigued or suffering from a physical condition that results in a different level of physical energy. That doesn't mean they're going through sloth and torpor. So where you can differentiate is just watching what the mind, and I hear you doing this, watching what the mind is doing with it. And what I hear is that your mind is really looking at, look, I'm the, I'm the calming factor among my friends. This is, you know, doing different things with my mind and heart. So uh, t- tell me how this is landing for you. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And one thing I I'm not sure, but you know, I've been I guess meditating, practicing for over ten years, maybe fifteen. But in the past, as time goes by, and I'm not able to do things and be something that's actually helped my practice. Uh, I said in the small group, I don't, I don't have a problem really calming my mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a very difficult thing for, I think a lot of people, it was for me before, but 
my brain doesn't have the energy to even bounce those things around and I play a lot because that's what happens. But when I'm sitting still and on my cushion, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, the Dhamma, I like hearing Dhamma talks and explanations and that was very good. A great meditation, good discussion. Going to try to come back, but I live on the East Coast. Great, so, thanks for being here, even though it's no, later it's where like you are. My bedtime. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you're raising, yeah, that's great. You're raising something really important. Sometimes when um, we experience this lowered energy, and it can be from a physical cause, like you're describing, or it can be from a lot of different things. There are times when lowered energy is an advantage. You know, it, it can calm us down where before we might have been restless, we might have been too active or too busy. I've had times when I was not, not asleep, but my mind was getting to that point, And I actually noticed I was able to see some things quite clearly because the mind was much calmer. So um, that we can see the mind being foggy for example, and not be in sloth and torpor at all. We can see, you know, a physical condition of very great fatigue or slowness, and it's not, and we're seeing it very clearly. So the mind and body are not, you know, trapped by it or encumbered in the way that it's no longer mindful. So thanks, Della. You've raised something so important, and I hope to see you again. I see Padma and Ruth, and it's already 7 o'clock. So I'm happy to stay for you guys if you want to share. Otherwise, I'm going to say um, thank you all for your practice today. And you can unmute and say good night, and then I'll, I'll stay for Padma and Ruth. Thank you, Liz. Take thank care. You, everyone. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Liz. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you. You will. So, Padma, please go ahead. Yeah. Hi. Thank. Oops. Where'd you go? <laughs> You've <laughs> mute, somehow muted all of a sudden. Can you unmute again? Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Um, so, you know, I had until now I had tough time understanding slot and torpor, but today I felt like some light bulb went off. Um, so I. To me, I feel like the slot and torpor comes from the mind, which then transforms into the body, which already, you know, my body is a lot of times tired because of my chronic pain issue. But I notice when my mind is like really like whatever agitated, you know, dull, I my body feels so much more tired, even though I haven't done any physical work. Having said that, and what I feel is like slot and torpor needs... A, no, I mean, slot and torpor directs me that I need more method to myself is what I feel. And which is always a hard part for me. I think I asked this before, like giving method to myself is hard. So my question is, I was thinking this morning is like, how about, you know, if I can't give method to myself, I think of somebody, I don't know, just lack of better name, you know, Liz, you know, giving um, meta to myself, like, you know, somebody I'm really close to or presence or, I mean, live or not alive. Is that okay to do? Yes, it is absolutely. I, I love this skillful idea that you've come up with, that when it's hard to give it to ourselves, we can imagine someone who you know, is in our lives, is close to us, who does care about us, sending it to us. Um, or we can admit, we can talk to ourselves the way a friend would talk to to us, you know, in that kind of kind voice. So, yeah, definitely. Good, good question and good insight, Padma. Thank, Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Liz. Yeah. And Ruth, please. Well, I was really happy to hear Della talk because I have Parkinson's and my understanding of neurological disease is fatigue is a big deal. Um, and I have a lot of it. Um, but it's interesting. You said when you're really tired, your mind slows down. Did I get that right? Um, in my case, it was helpful when my mind slowed down because I was tired because oh. I tended 
at that time to have a restless mind that was jumping all over. Um, it doesn't mean that your mind will slow down when you're physically tired. Your mind could be quick. It could be any, any rate. Yeah. Well, I, I have a lot of trouble concentrating when I meditate. Um, my mind is all over the place, even though I'm tired. So I find that interesting. Um, but I'm so glad she asked the question because sometimes I feel like what's wrong with me. And I'm finally real. I finally coming to accept that this is part of what's going on with my body and mind. Yes. Yes. And if you can um, come tomorrow night, we'll talk about restlessness. And sometimes when the mind jumps around, that's restlessness. And we can, we'll talk a little bit about how to work with that. And it will be recorded. If you can't come, you can listen later on okay. audio dharma great so thank, thank you. you both thank you very much so good night everybody, good night. Good night, everybody. have a good evening thank you thank, thank you, you. Bye. Bye.